Hello everyone and welcome back to my last podcast on social communication disorder, also known as SCD. Um, today we're going to be talking about the similarities um, between um, Asperger's syndrome disorder and social communication disorder um, as they are quite similar but they're very different at the same time. Um, let's see. ACD, also known as Asperger's Syndrome Disorder, and SCD, known as Social Communication Disorder, are mutually exclusive disorders. And someone with ASD cannot receive a diagnosis of SCD. The two core diagnostic dimensions for ASD are restrictive and repetitive behavior patterns and persistent difficulties in social communication and social interaction. The challenge for diagnosticians is that the social interaction behaviors of children with ASD and SED may look similar, but this is because both disorders focus on diagnostic symptoms symptoms of functional impairments in verbal and non-verbal social communication skills. Let's say, for example, in the Diagnostic and Statistical Manual of Mental Disorders, um, ASD and SCD include phrases such as difficulties in social participation and social relationships. Other descriptions that may um, confuse you to think that they're similar is when they say difficulties in adjusting behavior to suit various social contexts, that is ASD, and impairment of the ability to change communication to match context. And that is what we've been talking about, which is social communication disorder. Um, there have been recent, recent studies focused on identifying potential differences in the verbal and nonverbal social communication skills of children with ASD or SUD. Reveal that observational and parent report measures of children's social interactions overlap. That is, few group differences were found, although some children with SCD show milder defects than children with ASD. Unfortunately, even mild defects in understanding and using verbal and nonverbal social cues can lead to significant functional impairment in peer interactions. Therefore, the distinction between the social interactions of children with ASD and SCD is more likely a difference of a degree or severity. Um, rather than a unique communication profile of strengths and weakness, weaknesses for each disorder. Um, one issue, however, is very clear that social communication skills should be a priority for assessment and intervention with either disorder. Um, what distinguishes ASD from SED most clearly is that children who receive an ASD diagnosis must show or have a history of restricted and repetitive patterns and behaviors 
activities and interests. Um, now we're going to talk about the differences in the disorders. We discussed the differences in diagnoses and now the differences in the disorder. Um, let's see what distinguishes ASD from SUD most clearly is that children who receive ASD, like I said, must show a history. Um, these patterns include, for example, lining up toys rather than using them in a way that other children do, um, becoming severely upset when transitions and interruptions in routines, um, showing extremely focused interest on one or more topics, and displaying significant under or over sensitivity to sights, sounds, and textures. Um, I now want to give you an example of a little boy. He is 14 years old who doesn't understand sarcasm. Um, he had an early development history with behaviors that supported his diagnosis of Asperger's syndrome disorder. As a young child, Brian spent hours playing with Legos and became very upset when his parents tried to change activities. He was so sensitive to loud sounds that his family had to change routines to accommodate his sensitivities. For example, his mother vacuumed the house when Brian was at school and Brian chose to wear noise reducing headphones when the neighbors mowed the lawn. Although Brian spoke in phrases by 24 months, he showed little interest in playing with his pre preschool peers, often talking to himself rather than engaging with other children. Brian's early difficulties in social interaction in the presence of reaching typical language milestones, such as acquisition of first words by 12 months and a phrasal speech by 24 months. This is typical of children who were previously diagnosed with Asperger's syndrome based on earlier editions of the DMS. The DMS-5 released in 2013, um, the categories of Asperger's syndrome disorder from the description of autism spectrum disorder. Previous studies of children with ASD and children with Asperger's syndrome disorders did not reveal consistent and reliable differences in the social interactions of two groups. As such, Brian's social interaction behaviors and history of restricted and repetitive patterns fit the DMS-5 diagnosis criteria of ASD. Um, now I want to give you an example of a child that has social communication disorder known as SCG. Renee, he is nine years old with disjointed conversational skills. He has a diagnosis of SCD. Although Renee and Brian show social interaction difficulties that negatively affect their peer interaction in similar ways, Renee does not show and has not reported history of significant restricted and repetitive behaviors and patterns. Um, let's see. 
Uh, now we're going to be moving on to the assessment assessment part. Um, children with ASDD, uh, sorry, ASD and SCD often have a co-occurring diagnosis of development language disorder. When evaluating children with autism spectrum disorder or social communication disorder, tools such as non-reference language tests and conversational language samples are useful for assembling a comprehensive assessment of language context and form and form a comprehension and production. Assessing a social communication skills requires multiple tools. The best practices for social communication assessments include a combination of parent, teacher, and child self-report measures, observation of peer interactions, and conversation and narration samples. Norm-referenced tests can help identify defects in the comprehension of non-literal language, such as understanding sarcasm, items or words with multiple meanings. Like we mentioned before, Brian and Renee, who are performing well academically, norm reference tests may be of limited value. Both Brian and Renee scored within the normal range on a social language test, despite their parents' concerns with their social interactions. Real-time social interactions requires dynamic monitoring of a communication partner's facial expressions, tone of voice, emotional effect, and intention. Norm reference tests, such as the test of pragmatic language 2 or the social language developmental test elementary, normative updated that frequently fail to tap into the dynamic modern learning. As a result, these tests can fail to capture the social interaction difficulties noted by the child's parents and teachers. Working with the child with ASD and SDD alone is not sufficient, and the child's peers should be involved as well. Um, let's see. And the last thing that I would like to talk about on this episode is the intervention part of ASD and SDD. Um, after some clinical team agree on SCD and SCD diagnosis, the next step obviously is developing the treatment plan. The practice portal pages for autism and SCD provide a description of, of a variety of evidence-based intervention strategies and programs. No evidence is available to suggest that children and adolescents with ASD and SCD require different intervention approaches. In the absence of recommendations for one approach, the practice portal pages for autism should do what they have always done, select an intervention approach or strategy that will address the social communication challenges of the child or adolescent in front of them. When the goal is to support the successful peer interactions, it's important to remember that working with children with ASD and STD alone is not sufficient, like I mentioned before. The child's, the child's peers should be involved at all times. Peer me meditated approaches focus on teaching peers to initiate and maintain 
interactions with children who have social communication difficulties. It's also important to teach peers about neurodiversity and accepting and, and appreciating the unique strengths of children with ASD and SED. Well, guys, this is the end of my um, last podcast. It's been a pleasure and thank you so much for listening to this disorder. Um, thank you.